The following podcast is sponsored by the Hood College Bookstore. Most of us think of the bookstore as just a place to buy or rent books. Well, I'm here to tell you that's not the case. The Hood College Bookstore is a great place to buy all kinds of things. Need some Hood-branded merch? You'll find hoodies and t-shirts, hats and scarves, sweats and socks, mugs and cups. They even have Hood-branded blankets. Low on shampoo or soap? They have you covered. Bad breath before class? Buy some gum or Tic Tacs. Need a pen, highlighter, or notebook? The bookstore has tons. Does your roommate have a dog? Buy them a Hood College leash or collar. Need some Advil or Tums? The bookstore has your back. Need a last-minute birthday gift for your best friend? You'll find plenty of options. What I'm saying is, the Hood College bookstore has you covered for all your gift, school, snack, and clothing needs. Oh, and did I mention, they also have gift cards. Lots and lots of gift cards. So the next time you're in WIT, stop in and browse around. Mention my name, Tim Jacobson, and the name of this podcast, Get to Know a Blazer, and receive 10% off your purchase. Everything that is except books. But listen to the show first. everybody, welcome to another episode of Get to Know a Blazer, an in-depth yet light-hearted interview podcast that focuses on the many interesting and wonderful people that inhabit our Hood College campus. I'm your host, Tim Jacobson. For those of you who don't know me, and I'm assuming there are many, I am the coordinator for Hood College Broadcasting Studios, and I'm an instructor of visual media communication. Last week, I interviewed Tanith Fowler-Corsi. She is the Director of Graduate School Admissions here at Hood. We had a wonderful time talking about her uh, time growing up in Monaco and then her transition to uh, living in California, Southern California, where she went to college. Uh, She also introduced me to French baking flour, which I am now mildly obsessed with. On this week's show, I am interviewing two people, yes, I have two guests this week, who are uh, by far some of my uh, favorite individuals at Hood College. Um, they, they might be my two favorite. It's, it's hard to find anybody else uh, who, who I hold more near and dear to my heart than, uh, than these two people at Hood. We first uh, met a few years ago uh, when they each took my digital photography class. Uh, for completely different reasons, they took the class, but they took uh, the digital photography class, and then they took uh, photography two, an independent study, and I very much consider them uh, accomplished photographers right now, and uh, more importantly, I consider them dear friends. Please welcome to the show. My name is Maricel Torres Crespo. I am an associate professor in the education department. And our other guest? I am Dr. Diane Graves. I am an associate professor in the Department of Psychology and Counseling. And how long have the two of you been here at Hood? How long have you guys been uh, been teaching at Hood? Uh, nine years and a half. 
nine years and a half. But who's counting? You are. <laughs> Diane? And I've actually been here 10 years. This would be 10 and a half, mm-hmm. but I don't think this half counts because technically I'm on sabbatical. So you don't actually see me. Mm-hmm. No. But it still counts, right? It still counts, but I don't, I'm not in the classroom with students. Okay. And, and I don't have to sit through department meetings or, oh, or faculty yeah. meetings. I just get to stay home and I get to write. And it's fabulous. What do you, so what have you been doing on your sabbatical besides sleeping in late and lounging around <laughs> in your pajamas? Well, that's facts. That's facts. Um, I've actually been working on a project that I started in January. Um, this past January, I taught a course, African American Psychological Perspectives, and it was a J term course, three weeks. And students in that class, um, we, one of the projects that we worked on was thinking about how we could assess the black experience on American college campuses. So we did a lot of research, students did a lot of of literature reviewing and discussion and came up with a couple of surveys that if we gave them to a subset of the population on a college campus, we might be able to get a sense of the vibe of that school. Now remember, we're doing all of this virtually, right? Because this is COVID. Um, And so that spring, I had one of those, actually two of those students from that class kept working with me on refining those surveys. Um, And we also thought about one of the, how important it would be to have the voice of like the administrators who were creating programming or working mm-hmm. on it at a systemic level to try to make sure that these campuses were places where black students felt that they belonged, right? So this summer, I worked with two students and as part of a summer research institute grant, and we continued to evolve that pro- project along with two others. And so finally, everyone's back on campuses. So we can get the data to see how the transition's going for these black students with the goal of creating a black college guide. So like you have multiple college guides that tell you lots about different college campuses, everything you want to know about SAT, ACT, admission rates, finances, what have you, but they don't tell you, is this going to be a safe place for me to be as a BIPOC student? So BIPOC, you know, black and indigenous people of color. So that's the goal. And I would hope that it would be something that would be of interest to not just black families. But at this point, with the um, social situation, the way that it is in our country, I'm hearing more and more families who I work with around college advising worried about sending their kids off to college campuses. Um, Will they be safe? Yeah, I think that's a big thing. It's like, you know, if these people don't feel safe there, this group of people am i necessarily going to feel safe exactly, you know in exactly. that situation maybe because i want to protect these people and make them feel welcome and include them right one of the key hmm. factors we know about retention rates and success rates one of the big one is do they have a mentor and so we need to find out if there are mentors on these campuses for these students and two um do they feel like they belong and as long as you have those two, you have a much better retention rate and ha- overall psycholo- psychological well-being of students on that campus. Okay. So that's what I did, or I'm doing. I have, I have a few more weeks of wearing my pajamas. <laughs> well, you've still been doing a lot of work, even though you're in your pajamas. I am. My pajamas <laughs> see a lot of computer time. <laughs> Marisol, what have you been doing? <laughs> How is your semester going? Uh Good. I actually applied for. <laughs> um, I applied for a sabbatical, and I got it. So I will be on a sabbatical a spring twenty three. I will totally loan you my pajamas. Okay, please. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> just, 
That's like I'm, a whole line of like clothing that you should start. I with. should sabbatical, sabbatical lounge wear. wear. Facts. <laughs> Making notes right now. I <laughs> want a percentage of congratulations. The cuts that you guys, yeah, pretend, I'm so excited yeah. for you. Uh, and I what I'm planning on doing is when our students graduate in education, uh, they feel lost that first year. Uh, they don't have support. Mm -hmm. So we are, some institution has what we call um, induction programs. So you support them for that year. But I will be creating modules, online modules, for them to access that when they need what they need. So they don't have to take the whole course or everything is just, okay, I need help with lesson planning. Okay, this is the, the module. So, and what I will do research before that to see what the students really need on that first okay. year. That sounds great. So I'm excited about it. You, I think it's great. One of the things that's neat about sabbaticals is you get to finally do something you've really wanted mm -hmm. to do. Um, and, and add to the next layer of who you are as a professional. And I think that is so helpful. Yeah, so I am combining the two things I like, okay. like teaching and technology. Okay. Where were the two of you before you were here at Hood? I was teaching in a four-year institution in Puerto Rico. Okay. Dan? Go Blue. I was in Michigan. So you know Michigan plays Maryland. They do. This Saturday, right? They do. And they're going to, I think one M is going to beat the other M all over the place. <laughs> uh, it, it, yeah. I'm as, being Having that Michigan side of me, there's the big game that's actually coming over Thanksgiving weekend, which is always the Michigan-Ohio State game. Yep. And unfortunately, as, as maize and blue as I can be, I'm not, it's not looking good. But you know what? We're just going to lull them into a sense of of security so that next year <laughs> looking long term before the game even looking, starts yet. I am well I think it's I, I think it's going to be a tough one that loss we had a loss to Michigan State that was pretty brutal yes it was so here's my off the wall question and I've been uh, I've been uh, listening to an audio book called Pancakes in Paris and it's about it's a, a, a memoir it's a guy who opened up an American diner in Paris just like a traditional American diner in Paris. It's a mm. great book. The question I have is, if you were going to open a diner, what five items would you have to have on the menu? What five diner items? I know mine. Mm, good question. So it has to be has American to be diner. diner. Yeah. Or, yeah. It had, I mean, like a traditional American diner. So are you going to have like, like you have to have meatloaf Meat. on a diner. True. You have a, to a have a turkey roast, club. Something like that. Milkshake. Milkshake. All right. I'll take that. That's one. Hamburger. Hamburger. All right. Traditional American hamburger. Can I add something that is not American? Possibly. North American? Possibly. Can I have Puerto Rican food? No, it's an American diner. You can put it on there, but it can't be one of the five. What would you put on there? Can we Americanize it like we do everything else? Well. What is it? Tostones. Ooh, those are so good. Tostones. I, I there's no I, way you can Americanize that. Yeah, I was going to say there's no way we can do that. No. I'd order Tostones at your diner. Yeah. 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 But, yeah, it's got to be an American so can I tell you? Yes. I'm gonna, uh, she's what thinking do you think, I'm going to buy. I'm going to buy you some time. <laughs> so for a fundraiser, Maricel led a cooking class, an online cooking class for us, and I, a Puerto Rican. Oh my gosh, 
I was I ate well yeah. for like two days. I was so happy. So, you were there too. I was. Yeah, that was a good time. So when you talk about diner, she can cook. She can cook. I know. So, that. all right, did I buy you time? Yeah, because I'm, I'm thinking. On the I'm thinking <laughs> if it's a diner, you have to have pancakes or waffles. You got to have eggs. French so, toast. French toast. Milkshake. Milkshake. Hamburger. Hamburger. All right, that's your five. So you can have other stuff, but you have to have those five. Yeah, but I, I didn't say pancakes. I just I said, I said pancakes. Fre- I said French toast is fine. Hamburger. Milkshake. Um, that's See, it. See, oh I, my I think I, my, always, my go-to is a, a, a turkey bacon club. Triple duck so, on sourdough club, or what on, we, wheat. We, on, on wheat, wheat. Okay. on wheat. It's either that or like meatloaf gravy, mashed potatoes and beans. Okay, that's fair too. That's a solid like comfort food. Comfort food. Comfort food. Yeah. All right. So I've got, and everybody who knows me knows that I'm like the cookie person. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to have chocolate chip cookies. Uh, okay. That's like a must. So and like I'm legendary around my chocolate chip cookies. So I'm going to okay. go and that they're definitely a unique part of my diner. Um, breakfast biscuts, like or biscuits cinnamon, and oh, gravy, my cinnamon rolls, my bad. Cinnamon roll. okay. I make really I good cinnamon roll. rolls. So I think we're doing cinnamon rolls for breakfast, my breakfast food. So you can have, you can get your eggs, but my five <laughs> items would be the cinnamon rolls. Um, for lunch, I'm, I'm going with a really good burger. I'm right there with you, like a really good burger and fries. Um, so you need to have, that's a staple. I might add chicken, some kind of fried chicken. Fried chicken. Yeah, mm-hmm. fried chicken, fried mac chicken. and cheese. Do, oh, yeah. do, do the sides count as a unique item, or can it be a side? It's got to be like a main. But you could do like because like if mac- you're gonna do fried chicken, it's got to be like fried chicken, mac and cheese, and applesauce. You could do applesauce. I would think of something. I'm thinking something green. Applesauce. I like the chunky applesauce where you cut it in the yeah. slices, and then it has the, like the really yummy cinnamony sauce yeah. thing going on. I don't like apple. I don't like applesauce, but but I just just before coming here bought applesauce because the um, stuffing of my turkey includes applesauce. Really? Yeah. Apples or applesauce? Applesauce. applesauce. Really? I put apples and onions and carrots and celery mm. in the cavity and then bake it. Ground, Although ground meat. Oh, ground meat, ground meat. Pork. Ground pork. Ground meat. Okay. And you mix Are it. Are you talking with, like the stuffing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, the we stuffing. Do, we do a different stuffing that you do. Oh. And, it's, and, and to make it sweeter, we put applesauce. Our stuffing is going to have sausage and oysters in it. Okay. And celery. It's a very Maryland style. Celery? It's, Why? Yeah, because... The, it adds a little bit of texture, a little yeah. crunch, if you don't overcook it. Mm-hmm. There. Fair. Okay, so the um, so I, where was I? I was at um, hamburger. Uh, hamburger. Here's what I would do. You I would have more. A, I would have a macaroni instead of making macaroni just a side with the fresh with the with the um, fried chicken. I would actually make a macaroni and cheese bar. So like you would get macaroni and cheese and it would have toppings, and you. Could just I would go, go to a restaurant that was just a mac and cheese bar. Right. Am I right? Yes. So I would have a macaroni and cheese bar in my diner, and that would just be like a really solid mac and cheese base, and then you could put anything you wanted on. Crab. You could put there'd be crab. Yeah, you can have bacon. Can I just add bacon? Ba- bacon's my thing. Bacon's my thing. Sure. You, you can just get yeah, a plate of bacon. Eggs, you gotta have bacon. Yeah, because that's that's that bacon makes the world go round. Like oh, it's meat yes. candy. So there's that. Okay. So I'm just I'm just saying bacon. Okay. 
I get that. What I about saw you? A recipe you were talking for, about yours. Well, either pancakes or waffles. Okay. You had to make a choice. Which one? They're not the same. It's, well, it's, it's basically the same. No, you can not. do both. It's not the same. It's, we vote I guess two, you can't two make, against one. Right. Pancakes right, and so waffles, I'm going not waffles. the same. Okay. I'm going to go waffles. All right, fair. Um, eggs, because then you can do all kinds of eggs. Yep. You can do omelets and all that. Uh, You're going to have a bar. For a bar. Egg bar. Oh, like a make your own. Like an omelet bar. Omelet bar. That could work. I'm going to do meatloaf. Okay. Turkey bacon club. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. <laughs> Milkshake's a key, though. So you, you've got a you've got a point with the milkshake. It could be milkshake. You cannot have a diner without. I might have to have it. True, yeah. true, true. In the old style, fluted. Oh. Yeah, where it's, yeah. you get Tall the extra glass, and, and the they give you the silver, exactly. and then when you're done with yeah. you pour the extra. That yeah. was always the best as a kid. That's fair. That's that fair. when they would drop it and then they'd bring the other thing and you'd be oh, like, yes. I win. <laughs> <laughs> Did you two know each other before you took my photography class? That was when did you guys take that? When was three the, years ago? Was it three? It was longer than three years ago. It was, it was more than three years ago. No, it was it was three years ago because years. my my the whole so we, we knew of each other exactly yeah but like we colleagues. didn't actually we weren't like friends mm-hmm. like okay. not not in a bad way just we we, exactly. we never had the time or the real connection to become friends, and then. Um, so it was Maricel who was gonna who was gonna take your class, and she didn't want to be the only professor in the class. So she's she asked around. Well, but then I, but she heard me talking. I think heard me talking about photo, taking photographs of my daughter playing volleyball, and they sucked. And so, um, so I, sorry. I no, didn't. They no, were bad. I didn't say that. You no, you didn't that. say. Uh, they were bad. But I really was highly motivated to like learn to use yes. my camera and move it off of the. The auto, auto I only, I only kept it on a, and some of the photos turned out amazing and some of them were terrible. Right. Um, and so I really wanted to take that photography class. And so I'm like, well, I'll do it with you. <laughs> so when we started, we kind of knew each other, but I really, we were taking it so that we wouldn't be the only one in your class that were, that were, that weren't students. And then you kept roping people in and then we took over the class. And I think the students yeah. were like, I don't know if I want to take no, this class with all these they, professors. I think they liked having you guys in class. It was so fun. Because you fun. ended up taking digital and you ended up taking photo too. Oh my gosh. And then the independent study. We had the best time. Yeah. yeah. And what's I'm, the, what's the, like, if there was one, th- what's one thing you remember from that class that you're like, oh, I didn't know that. Besides, I know, I know. Okay. The things you bake. The things <laughs> <laughs> True biscuits. Biscuits. Oh my God. The oh best God, thing don't. about photography classes. <laughs> That's biscuits. <laughs> it's not, no. Yeah. Uh, you didn't, okay. It's just a perk. Okay. It's a good perk though. But it was a good perk. Photography perk. wise. Okay. Um, like, you know. That you, when you pick up your camera, there's something that you yeah, always think about. Never put it on auto. In auto. Keep it on M. Yeah. Yep. So you know what it is? If I've got to say what I've learned the most is having what I think about now when I pick up my camera is light. Mm. I never thought about that before your class. But from the very beginning, learning about how important light is to taking a photo. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, and so now I'm paying very close. To, like I have a lens now. I know what an F-stop means. I know what a shutter speed means. And I know how they work together with the ISO on my film right. to be able to maximize the light that's available to get the shot that I'm trying to get. And I never thought that way. And it was hard to master like thinking mm-hmm. that way we had these you gave us these little cards that had f-stops mm-hmm. and, and i, I carry that in my i carry I that have. with me to make sure that i you know that i know what i'm doing and so if i were to say what one thing you taught me through that experience these years it's it's learning to appreciate 
light mm-hmm. and how light and your camera work together yep. to create the images that you want to get with it. And my, my photos are, um, so my daughter now is a senior. And so I was putting together a photo thing for her, her she was senior night, right? And so I did it for the whole team. Um, and I, I had to pull some of my pictures. You know, there's a thing going now, how it was and how it's going. So I did oh, a right. how it was and how it's going. And I did the how it was. And I took photos from like their freshman year. And then how it's going and the photos from their senior year. And part of it was, you know, yeah, they were younger and cuter. And I'm like, but look, look at my photos in a dark, you know, mm-hmm. fast moving sport. Yeah the quality of the photos was significantly different. And I think part of that had to do with the light and I was much better at managing the light. Good. That's I, what I want to hear. And I like, um, the perspective before the class, I would take photos like center, like everything mm-hmm. was a uh, square. Now I started to move. I learned about composition, composition and going to a, right. like not in the middle and I, or, or down or low to, to take something that is different like okay everyone is doing is seeing this so how i can show a different perspective or so, and i focus a lot of that and, and on fences fences <laughs> you did have a thing for fences though. and benches this is true fences yeah. and, and if benches. she didn't like you man you were photoshopped out of that sucker oh man yeah <laughs> i learned to delete you did abuse the uh, the clone tool quite <laughs> regularly i don't like this sign it's gone oh no signs no trash can but beautiful fences tag on the back of some guy's shirt i remember in photojournalism we had a big argument about that yes and still i don't think i understand your point but it was a tag does it matter yeah yeah and i just actually saw a photo that you had posted um online with trees fall trees did you take that yeah unreal that was a beautiful photo i was I, like wow I, was, I drove every day and then i said i need to stop so i turned around and cars were and you cannot see the cars <laughs> because it's like i i edit and i put it in a way that you cannot see the the 40 that's 40 yeah so it was I said, just beautiful and I, I said i just i was like oh go maricel that's a fantastic <laughs> photo excellent thank you <laughs> white or red wine with turkey on thanksgiving white white but i like red better yeah me too so i might start with red and then switch to white because <laughs> then you're just drinking white wine and you're like why is that a new thing? glass or you just stink i am not a snob i could just rinse it out and go okay that's good i'm not a yeah i don't drink that wine that expensive i'm a faculty member i don't have, I, don't, I don't i don't go for the big wine and I take the the cool thing about Thanksgiving this year is I put my daughter in charge of wine. Oh, she was very excited when I told her that. Now, did you give her a budget, or is she just gonna go to town? No, I'm just to get whatever: two bottles of red, two bottles of white, and a bottle of riesling for dessert. All right, so you're gonna have you, to give us an update on how 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 it was. And if you're looking for like any wine, go to District East. I will give them a plug. That's where Katie's working right now. Ah, okay. Yep. And she's also working at a new gallery downtown. That just opened. That just opened. I saw the, the opening. Yeah. What type S- of what type of uh, artist displayed in the gallery? It's usually like solo shows. It's very small. Okay. Um, very thin, but it's usually like all solo shows. She's only worked one show, so I think she's only been there twice. We'll see. That's very cool. What but, about you? What What are you drinking for Thanksgiving? I don't drink. <laughs> cranberry ah, juice? 
very uh, but uh probably sparkling water a little because twist of lemon or lime in there yeah. a little cranberry yeah, couple yeah, cranberries yeah. make because, it festive right last last friday i had a full sangria it was good <laughs> was it a white sangria or red sangria white white and then i had a second one oops because it was so good <laughs> And then I was dizzy. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so good. <laughs> sangria is good. You could make a non-alcoholic yeah, so sangria. It's not the same. I know. It's just fruit juice. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so Fair. probably I will make a sangria to, uh, on Thanksgiving, which okay. we are celebrating tonight. <laughs> ah. Um, so we know you grew up in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. When did you come here to the United States to, or to the States, I guess, because you're, no. you're in the United States. When did you come here? Actually, we call it the United States. Yes. Because we are, a, it's complicated. We are it's, part and not it's part. It's not a territory. It's not we like are Guam. A territory. Is it, a ter- is it considered we, a territory like we, Guam? And We are a territory with no um, representation, but let's not get political. Yes, it's not. <laughs> so when did you move? I came here. Here. F- when I was two when my pa- my dad was studying his phd mm-hmm. then we went back then i came here so you came here when you were two, two but then years. you went back right yeah like i was here one year okay and then i went back then i came back again in 2006 okay for two years to study my my phd mm-hmm. then we went back and now we moved here in 2012 for good okay and i'm not going back not going back Dr. Graves. So I Where did you grow up? I actually grew up right by the zoo in downtown in DC. You in, in Woodley Park. In Woodley Park. Right. Mm-hmm. There's a street right behind the zoo called Woodley Place. Mm-hmm. And that's where I grew up. There was a push at that time. This was the early the late sixties, early seventies. There was a real push to move to the suburbs, right? For families like if you have kids, you move to the suburbs. But families there were some families that wanted to stay in the city. Right. So for whatever reason, they found each other, banded together and bought and lived right on these two blocks right behind the part, the, um, uh, the zoo. Okay. So I grew up there. There were 56 kids on two blocks. We knew everybody. I knew everybody's parents. I knew there were the grandparents that adopted all of us. We had a gay couple that lived across. We all loved them. We had like, we had Latino family that lived like it was a, in my day, we called it Benet- Benetton commercial mm-hmm. because it was like, oh, I sure, remember, sure. it's I like remember. the UN. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody got along and everybody had an incredible, like it was a very, like we'd close the street and have block parties okay. with sparklers. It was something out of a movie, right? But it was something yeah. that was a wonderful place to grow up. So I was there until I was seven. And then my dad got a new job in San Diego, California. So we moved to San Diego uh, okay. and we lived in a neighborhood that was almost ex- predominantly, it was predominantly white. We were the only black family. So we had KKK activity in our yard and things. They did not want us in this neighborhood in San Diego. So it, I went from this incredibly diverse, wonderful neighborhood. And I went to Oyster Elementary School where you speak, you're, it's half Spanish, half English. So I was bilingual. And I in go to San, San Diego, and no, this you was went in to Oyster? DC. Or, or, DC is, or in, Oyster is a school here yep, in, in okay, DC. I thought so, yeah. um, and so when I went, um, so I got, to, I made lots of Spanish-speaking friends, right? Because San Diego is right by the border, yeah. and we had a number of um, Latina students who I became friends with, little girlfriends. Um, and um, but so I, then I stayed in San Diego for the rest of the time. So it's it's that was where I home to me is San Diego. Okay, but when I think emotionally of where home was, it's here actually here in DC. 
And then I stayed there until I went up for college. And, and then, yeah. Uh, and then how did you get here to Frederick? Um, I was at Michigan and I was married at the time and my husband was moved down here and we had a little girl and I was living with my mother-in-law <laughs> because we, they relo there was a reload. So they, they sure. everything moved down here to DC. So I was working at Michigan and I wanted to stay. Mm -hmm. So if I was going to stay, I, we hadn't needed, we didn't want to have two households. And so I just stayed with my mother-in-law and that lasted for two years. And then I was like, yeah, no, I'm going to go ahead and go to DC. <laughs> okay. So left Michigan and came here. Wow. Yep. And then you, when you came here, you guys were in New York first or you guys, no, you guys came directly to right. Frederick in 2012, yep. right? Did no, I, weren't you in PA for a while? My PhD. Your PhD was yeah. in, in Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania, okay. Penn State. Um, but then we, ca we came in 2012 to this house, uh, which I love my area, but I still call Puerto Rico my home. I go as well, far should. as often I, as I go, I, as I can. My dad helped me again. I'm a faculty professor, so my dad helped me with the tickets <laughs> to go home. He's the one who buy my tickets. Are you going home for Thanksgiving? Uh, no, I'm staying here with uh, my little family here, and I'm, but I'm going home the 16th. Okay. Of now December. is your daughter's Paula. Paula. Yep. who's a big shot lawyer now in New <laughs> yes, York City. Yes, I saw. Congrats to your family. Yeah, I'm so proud oh, of you, her. I'm so proud of her too. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, so, and she's coming on Thanksgiving to spend she's the day with us. Yeah. Oh, nice. To spend the day with us. Do you, do either of you have like Thanksgiving traditions or any, is there any like big, you know, Thanksgiving traditions that you've like carried on through like growing up? We or have, like from, you know, I know I have, I, we didn't really have like huge <laughs> traditions when at my family but i know that um when i got married there was we had some traditions that we would do we have the the food the food and getting people together mm -hmm. putting the, t the, the the table and say thanks like yeah. before eating we yeah we always say, do the something that you're thankful uh -huh, for. you're thankful for and even i'm here i cook my traditional uh thanksgiving dinner here so which is what What's, what's um, it's well, if we have the, tur the turkey, we mm -hmm. have a different stuffing that I was telling you about. We have a type of rice, rice that is a Puerto Rican rice. Uh, we have mashed potatoes because my husband liked that. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, and dessert, we have flan that is Tim's favorite. <laughs> she doesn't like that. It's not my favorite. I my actually favorite. made flan for the first time at your cooking class, exactly. and I'm a big fan. Yeah, so now. that is I did not think I would be, but yeah. I am now. I would like to like flan, but I just don't. No, so <laughs> I'll eat your flan. <laughs> so, so it, that is like that is a traditional dessert. Uh, we have rum, rum as a drink, like there's oh, always right. alcohol. Yeah, I'll have some rum. Yeah, you have rum. I have some rum. Uh, different types of rum, so that is part of the and everyone at the and we get there at and it was funny when I moved here you invite someone at six and people are there at six in the morning <laughs> no 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 and like an example like if you when I came here yeah. I invited people at six one day mm -hmm. 6 p.m. little did I know they were going to arrive at six what time did you expect them like one hour later agreed oh. Like, yeah, like, like, like nobody comes like fashionably late kind of thing. Yeah. Like we, it's we a social time orientation yeah. instead of an actual uh, like exactly. clock time orientation. So, so when you say six, you 
they, people will start strolling in around seven. Seven, seven thirty. Yeah. Yeah, that's so. seven. Six, seven would be kind of early, exactly. Six o'clock. Yeah, so I was like, uh, "Why? Why is someone at the door? It's it's only six. Yep. So I learned that in Puerto Rico, you say three huh. to start on Thanksgiving. Three people start arriving at four thirty, and then I it's never the knew that. If I say noon, I wouldn't want people to be there at noon. <laughs> but, yeah, there's there, there's a name for it. It's not the most politically correct name for it, but yeah. CPT, mm-hmm. colored people's time. You just show <laughs> yep. up later. Yeah, but that is only like I like if you huh. tell me at one at one time I will be there. Yeah. But in Puerto Rico, the the expectation is in a okay. social activity. If we mm-hmm. have a meeting, if it's, social. it's okay. different. Yeah. So, uh, like at four four thirty, people start arriving. Then it's the appetizers. Yeah. And usually in Puerto Rico, you fry things. It's fried food like tostones or pastelillos. That is like a little empanada. Mm-hmm. Uh, meatballs and things and cheese and so that is like for two hours while you are drinking so basically turkey will be around eight wow we're eating at five we'll start appetizers at like noon we'll just like eat appetizers all day and then have turkey at five yeah so it's that that is like because dinner is going to take us two hours we'll sit around the table for at least two Mm -hmm. three hours yeah two hours yeah so we finish and then around when we're 10. done, everybody just like collapses. <laughs> dessert, <laughs> coma. Food yeah, coma. we do have. We there's gonna be at least three or four desserts. Yeah, and we have dessert right, right away. Like we finish and then it's dessert. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm doing a, a new a, a take on apple pie this Ooh. year. I'm doing um, apple cheesecake taquitos. Okay. And I've made them already just to try them. So good. And what happened that we didn't receive? I would say uh, didn't, you can ask we my daughter and my son why they're not going to call. Left. Hey, I have uh, some something I'd like you to try. Exactly. I know, no, but no, I, 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 feel, I feel I feel I feel. Yeah. I agree. So after Thanksgiving, I'll go on sabbatical. Yeah, hopefully, they'll be exactly. Safe. No, but get all about you. Oh, but I'm see, here. that's even worse. Exactly. But that's okay. Inexcusable. I so we need to take the class again, right? To see if we receive something. So should I not mention that I made? cookies for I, the I saw those on Instagram do you think I received some oh no, no. I'm, they're having the big international cookie exchange tonight and I made cookies well I only made 200 of them though so and clearly we didn't even I mean you had 200 it couldn't be 202 well there I think there's going to be a lot left over because Sarah said that the, whatever they did last night there was only four people that showed up Ah, oh. so we are getting leftovers. Exactly. No, Cast off. No, thank yeah, you. you'll get right. seconds. So so when I go to Puerto if Rico... If you don't want them, I can find somebody when, else to have when them. When I'm going to Puerto Rico, I think I'm going to forget from for someone here. Well, not going to be me. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So next question. What have you made for her? But she's on sabbatical. I am. <sighs> I got to pass. You are here with... See? Uh-huh. That's all my questions. <laughs> <laughs> picked on right now <laughs> <laughs> this was half class come tonight eight o'clock but i will save them if the, you know if there's nobody there oh, oh. if there is nobody there, there, right? right? but if if is that a lot of people we don't get we don't get any i will that. pull some aside i will keep some at home mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we are not mad no you're not you're not allowed to be i'm just hungry i'm hungry <laughs> I know, I'm, so <laughs> I'm starved um so if you were, if somebody was going to come up to you, the student or faculty, and they were thinking about taking a photo class, 
or even like the podcasting class like would you what kind of advice would you give them i i have students who and on an advising day and i said if you're interested please take the class yeah He's a very good professor. He's very patient. He's very relatable with the students. Always there for them. Uh, bakes very well. <laughs> so, what else? You need to take you on field trips. Uh, field field trip. trip. We when we're here in person, we go on field trips. Yeah. Yeah. We, we love the field trips. That was amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Um, you know, here's the thing about your photography classes and a lot of classes in college but in particular your classes you are an incredibly talented photographer thank you and you explain things in a way for the not photography minded Mm -hmm. right where i just i have this camera and i'd like to take better photos um and you also are really flexible in that if there's a topic or a type of photography that people would like like remember we wanted to learn about food yep. photography mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you set that whole thing up where we could go over to the cottage and mm-hmm. actually take photos of food and learn how you would do that well instead of just getting out my phone and taking a photo of my food like now i can i know how to how that can be done really well that was actually a very tasty because <laughs> <laughs> we got to eat things when we were done photographing them but it's going to be that class is what you're going to make out of it. Um, I think some people won't take advantage of this incredible resource that you provide in the class and they just sort of go out, snap some photos and then do other stuff. It's shortchanging yourself. I think you're right. Yeah. So if I were to give advice to somebody who'd want to take this class, like use you, you're the expert in the room and yeah. it's, I don't know when else in my life I'm going to be able to work with a professional photographer to help me take photos of things that I'm interested in. Like that's one of the amazing things about a liberal arts education, right? Like there are things that I have, I'm fascinated about and I'd like to learn about and you are here and you're the expert in the room and you're so willing to teach. So that's what I would say. Well, thank you. Yeah. And I think you kind of hit the nail on the head uh-huh. there where it has to be self-motivated, yep. yeah. you know, and I do, I do like that to say, all right, here's the assignments we're going to do, but figure out how to incorporate that into the photography that you want to do. Yep. And you know, if there's a specific style of photography, you got to figure out how to do that where, you know, I don't want to teach you to be me in the photography that I like. I'm going to teach you to do the photography that you like. And I think that's kind of, it's different for my classes as opposed to like a history or a business Mm -hmm. class or engineering or econ or something like that, you know, where you have a specific set. It's like, all right, I'm going to tailor this to you as a, you know, as a student. And hopefully that will motivate you. I remember when I uh, met you because I had a situation, I I wanted to take the class and I uh, was the director of the lab school at that point. So it was going to be a conflict. I, the class, I think, started at 8.30, but at 9, I had to be and, and welcome my parents at the lab school, all the parents with the kids. So I needed to talk to him. Like, I didn't know him. Like, do you think this would be a problem or, or not? Because I really want to take the class. He was walking on the hallway, and he was late for something. I don't know. He was in a hurry. And I said, oh, my God. So let me ask him. He was so serious. So serious, really? yeah. And I was scared. Well, I got to put up, you know. <laughs> like, wow. like, I was like. Are you sure this was me? Yeah, it was you. And I was so scared. I said, okay. They said, he is the professor. I was like, oh my God. So I 
like find the, found the nerve to talk to him and I said hey my name is and he kept walking <laughs> and walking beside him like my name is Maricela I want to take your class and and he said okay okay <laughs> ah just take it exactly I'm like okay that was easy <laughs> <laughs> and now we know you and now we so, know yeah. yeah but I'm still I'm still scared of him <sighs> he doesn't he, I, I'm not scared of him as long as I bring pumpkin spice donuts <laughs> Uh, with pumpkin, with pumpkin spice, spice and coffee and pumpkin spice and and, and uh, take an entire assignment of photos of ducks, eggs and squirrels and squirrels, and squirrels. And squirrels. And squirrels. Nice. ducks and squirrels. We have your you number. Know, we know you, we have your number. <laughs> this semester, I haven't had one duck or squirrel. Really? And I have word is said, out. I haven't said anything. So, and they're all over the place. Like their squirrels are all over this campus. I saw a black squirrel the yeah. other day. Yeah, there what, is. That's new. No, no I don't he's remember. I have I have not seen. Okay, so I'm I'm okay. I'm today years old when I learned there was black squirrels on <laughs> our. I was I'm so excited. Is there one black squirrel? He's mm-hmm. very cool. I just saw him and I was very excited. You need to get him your survey. I do, right? Like, how are you adjusting <laughs> you feel, to life on campus? Do you feel do you, you belong? Feel the on our campus. I was just so excited as an African American faculty member. I was like, look, we got a black squirrel. Oh my gosh, <laughs> representation I think matters. He, he has been here for a while, hasn't he? <laughs> it does. I think there's just, I think it's, I've seen him for a while. Yeah. I don't know if it's the same one. We had a black squirrel in our yard, but he got hit by a car. (gasps) Oh no. Why are we bringing that up now? That just made us sad. We were having such a good time and then you're talking about how the squirrel was hit by a car. I have a a fox in my backyard now. Oh. Because I have so many squirrels now because I don't have a dog and all the squirrels come to my backyard for, because I have two, I have a black right. walnut tree and an English walnut tree. Well, then tree. you're just asking them to come. Uh-huh. It's like a buffet. Uh-huh. I exactly. don't want to chop down the tree. But, but the squirrels are coming. Now the fox is coming to, because uh-huh. he wants to eat the squirrels. Yeah. And the squirrels will let you know every time that, that fox is in the backyard because they will Make scream. It's like right? a child screaming. What does the fox say? You know. You know. You know what it says. <laughs> you know. So. I don't know what the fuck says. I don't. You I don't do. know that song? No, I do, but I don't know. I, know. I have no idea what the line is. I don't know what it oh says. God. I don't know. You have a teenage daughter. I do. I, it was like middle school for her, so of course it was like. I can't even remember. Yeah. It was a talent. They even brought it into a talent show. They oh did God. it at the school. So, yeah. I'm having flashbacks. We should do this again. Yeah. Because I don't see you guys enough anymore, and I miss. Because you stopped baking for us. We're like, <laughs> <laughs> we will go with us. We are so food motivated. This is weird. <laughs> My friendship lies. <laughs> no, seriously, it would be good. We like I miss, him because he bakes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've got to say one of my one of my favorite memories. We went hiking in Dolly Sods, and we I took some great photos. They made the the cover of our Christmas card. Um, That's so, right. Yeah just wanted to say you know it's you've taught me so much thanks so much and for anybody out there considering taking a class um with mr jacob you've got to do it yeah and i'm always i mean every you know just because you're out of the class doesn't mean you can't come back to me and go uh i need help with this and i did my daughter i was taking uh started taking some senior portraits for their um for the school and I was having some trouble on Photoshop, and you were great i came in and you helped and made a huge difference so thank you Cool. He's great. Yep. Have a wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving. You say the two of you guys. Yeah. You know, be around family, all that good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. Very much. And uh, that is uh, the show for this week. Thank you very much 
to Drs. Torres Crespo and Graves for coming on the show today. I had a, a wonderful time catching up with them and picking their brains about diner food. I could have talked all day. Uh, I think we could have made this a two-hour episode if we, if we, if we had the time. Hopefully, uh, sometime we can plan a trip to Paris and visit the uh, Breakfast in America diner. I would think that would be just a blast. My guest next week is a newcomer uh, to Hood College. Her name is Bonnie Kern, and she is the new Studio Arts Gallery Director over in Tatum. Uh, she's only been on campus for two weeks, and I have not had a chance to talk with her yet, so I figured what better way to get to know her than to have her on uh, on the podcast. We can talk about all things photography and proper gallery etiquette and the right height to hang a photo and uh, when you put something on a pedestal in the middle of a floor and when you put it against the wall, all kinds of stuff. But until then, I'm your host, Tim Jacobson. Have a, have a great winter break. And as always, be kind to each other and be kind to yourself. Lead-in and lead-out music for our show, titled Grandpa, is written and played by none other than John Medallis. Get to Know a Blazer is a production of Hood College Broadcasting Studios.